Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another installment of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 1, 2021, and this is the 81st episode of this humble little show. Wednesday, September 1 will go down in infamy as uh, one of the biggest just legislative you know, uh, yeah. enactment days in Texas history. I feel like what 600 new laws, something like that. Yep. So, uh, we'll get back to boilerplate here. My name is Carson Gibbons. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B red Colvin. That'd be me. September one. We got a lot to get into. Some of it's heavy. Some of it's lighthearted. Absolutely. Um, we haven't been on since August 22. So mm-hmm. a little 10 day, hiatus but i know that you and i have packed a lot of goodies into that interim definitely a lot of life has happened in the in the past week and a half and uh we'll definitely get into it so let's get after it let's get it it's the weekly catch up with carson and brad here to talk about the week we done had it could be sports religion politics we keeping the tabs you would think they work for gucci how they deep in they bag get your facts up on wednesday we'll be counting the stats up so turn the volume up till it's maxed up you know the drill so tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill we back up this is the weekly catch up Mr. B-Rad in the hizzy. Here I am. Missed you, buddy. It's I haven't uh, gone more than a week without seeing you lately. Yeah, it's it's been, uh, you know, it's been kind of crazy. Your hair looks fantastic right now. Does it? Yeah. Like, I, when did you last cut it? Um, Probably right before school. So, so two, three weeks now? Uh, three to four, yeah. This length is perfect on you. You think so? Yeah. Thanks, man. You've had ten days of growth since I've seen you. Yeah, I need the I need the beard trimmed a little, but and like I've been wearing masks, and so my beard just looks disheveled whenever I take off that mask. It's uh, so I, I feel like I need to trim it down a bit. Yeah, man, I just got back from Vegas, and it was mandatory masks everywhere, and I just had the disposable ones that would fray and just tickle your nose and your mouth and just leave you kind of broken out, and you know I just. I'm glad to be back in Texas yeah. um, for some things. Some of our laws are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, some of them. Some of them. Some of them make us the greatest state ever. Yeah. Others put us back in the Stone Age a bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's very, just let them brood on that very, for a minute. <laughs> very hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either like all on board or nah, not yeah. at all. <laughs> Freedom for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness, dude. All right. Well, uh, how have you been? Um, what's been happening? Okay, so we last got together Saturday morning, April twenty-two. Uh huh. April twenty-two. Goodness gracious, August August, twenty-two. Yeah. This is at the end of a long work. You can tell that yesterday was the last day of the sales month, and today was the first. Yeah. Because I I won't be as sharp. Busy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So unfortunately after our recording on Saturday, I received a bit of news from, uh, one of my coworkers that, um, one of our students' parents had, had passed away. Uh, I have a senior and then, uh, she has a brother who's a freshman and they were out camping over the weekend 
and um, he was stung by a wasp. And uh, to my knowledge, I mean, this is just like third hand information that I've been given, but you know, they try to do all the procedures and everything. But I guess apparently on top of that, um, he, he might've had a heart attack. I'm not sure if the autopsy has come back yet, but um, anyway, he has passed. And so um, all of last week, you know, our, our, our students were uh, gone and um, then we had a memorial service on Sunday. And so that's just, that's just been a little difficult. And um, it's kind of put my whole situation in perspective because, you know, I've, I've, uh, so the, the student that I have, her name's Hannah. And, um, you know, I, I ran into her, um, before the memorial service and, you know, just checked in and said, Hey, if you need anything. And she's like, you know, yeah, it's tough right now, but we have this promise that I'm going to see my dad again. And, um, you know, he, he was just a great guy and I'm, uh, and I'm just, uh, grateful that someday, you know, we'll get to see him again and everything. And, um, then we went to the memorial service, you know, I gave my condolences to the family and she came back to school yesterday. And this week has been a week of prayer. And she actually gave one of this, one of the talks today during week of prayer. And she's already talking about it and like how it's difficult, but you know, that she has hope and, um, to not take those moments for granted and everything. And it like, it really, um, was like a gut punch to my attitude, like my attitude towards it. I, I mean, I definitely think the I, uh, we have the right to be upset and hurt and confused by a lot of this, but to also just be grateful for those moments. And, you know, I, I've shared that too, and I, and I certainly am grateful for those moments, but for her to be so young and to be able to recognize that and um, to already, you know, be giving that advice and, and, and sharing her thoughts on it and everything with her peers. Um, there was just so much maturity there that I admired. And it was just a reminder for me to be able to do the same. Cause you know, I'll still catch myself. Uh, I don't know, feeling jaded or, or whatever it was feeling. I mean, you know, that we got the raw end of the stick and, um, yeah, so there was just a, like a lot of introspection over this past week and weekend being at the memorial service. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if you have any questions or any other thoughts or anything. Dang. I mean, but it's been... Yeah. I've got several thoughts. I mean, first of all, um, not that she listens to the show, but Hannah, my deepest condolences to mm-hmm. you and your family. That's uh, That's just really awful. Right. That's just really terrible. And... Uh, you know, senior in high school, you know, um, I guess, um, I mean, that's all I can really say about that piece of it, but moving on to some of your introspection, I guess like permission to speak candidly. Yeah. I think that you were talking about your attitude and how you're just like, wow, that, you know, mere days later, you know, she's got a, a lot of charisma and, you know, gumption mm-hmm. and bounce back to be up sharing testimony, you know, when she could be just, you know, and don't like, don't get me wrong. There were, there were tears being fought and, you know, cry, like, I don't want it to just come across like she's bubbly, but her, her personality, like, 
I mean, she's just an outstanding student to begin with. Um, yeah, but to already be back at school and sharing things in a positive, lucid way yeah. at that age, like you got to give it up to Incredible. her. Yeah. Um, and so moving past that to your introspection, um, she just one upped you. You know, I think for the longest mm -hmm. time, it was like, well, Dean was 54. Yeah. He was too young. Like, mm -hmm. you got the raw end of this stick. It was needless. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, this is in no way to at all make light of a situation. Yeah. No, I get it. But she was camping with her father, and he was stung by a wasp, and he's now passed. Right. You talk about a sense of, like, mm -hmm. needlessness and, like, helplessness, like, we're, yeah. like talk about life just slipping through your literal fingers like yeah like wtf right how does that happen and you know again i don't i don't want to make overarching comments about mm -hmm. I, i'd like to move this past this like individual instance um that's just that's traumatic for that family yeah. and have me circle back on this, but I think that we're getting like weaker as a species mm -hmm. overall. Uh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. weird things that are killing us nowadays. Yeah. But, um, you know, I feel like maybe, maybe you saw, maybe this was the most firsthand instance that you'd gotten up close of somebody that just got really dealt just the raw end of the stick. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man, like, you know, at least mine was a, mm -hmm. of an attributable global pandemic. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. And, and you know, because uh, after my dad had passed, I also had that student who their, you know, their dad passed from yeah. COVID as well and everything. Yeah. So that was like a glimpse of it. And obviously, like, I'm not sitting here comparing, you know, who's worse and everything. But I, I'm just, the like, the resilience of my students to be able... Like they're coming to school, they're talking about it, you know, they're, they're open with their feelings. They don't make it seem like it's easy, but, um, man, I, I don't, I, I just have no words other than like, I'm so impressed and like it in, it inspires me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard though. It's like been crazy. you mentioned an, an overarching attitude at times. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really, I think we carry a lot of burdens around and you have a significant one mm -hmm. that is still fresh, you know, sure. and, um, you can get into this mode where you're like walking down the street and you're like, man, I'm the only one walking in my own journey. Mm -hmm. And my journey has been really trying of late. And then you identify with somebody else who is really having a trying time, even more fresh, and you find strength from their positivity. Yeah. Or that's that's a great way of putting it. Um, and that has definitely happened to me this week. So, well, that, I mean, silver lining for for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it it's just wild how everybody is. I mean, the, the number of people that die with or without a global pandemic every yeah. year is staggering. And it's just so interesting to see life go away and new life come in. Yeah. And it's just another reminder, like, uh, COVID is not the only thing out here getting us, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like we've been so wrapped up in that that at least me, like, my, my mind has been kind of taken off 
all the other things that that can get in the way or the other accidents that can happen and everything. Um, I mean, the, the top three killers are still heart disease, um, sure. cancer, and whatever the third one is. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like strange things are cropping up, though. Like, I know we have, obviously, the Delta variant. Um, you know, we have, uh, I'll just say that we have multiple listeners um, of the show who have a parent or significant other or somebody that are currently hospitalized due to the Delta variant. Right. Uh, we're talking fully vaxxed people that are in good health otherwise, uh, not not geriatric, that are hospitalized with Delta. And in some cases, like RSV or bilateral pneumonia, yeah. there's like some weird bugs that are going around that it goes back to like, you were just reiterating what Shelly said. Her doctor said the other day, like, hey, you can still get the flu mm-hmm. or like yeah. a cold or right. uh, now RSV. We never heard of RSV until mm-hmm. this year, you know, and right. now it's like decimating young school populations, like yeah. insane how it's spreading through there. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, um, that's terrible. That, so that's how you started this period. Uh huh. You say the, the memorial was this past Sunday, This past Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're praying people, uh, just, you can keep the Johnson family, uh, on your hearts and, and lift them up. And, um, how old was he? Oh uh, man, he, let's see. He was, uh, born in 70. Oh man. Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. He was 50. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They think that the heart attack might have been induced by the wasp sting. Like, obviously, he had an allergic reaction or something negative. Yeah, um, potentially. So I, I don't want to speculate too much. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll we'll figure out more once those results come back. But um, it never ceases to amaze me. Like the number of people that have major allergic reactions to mm-hmm. different things that could be life threatening. Yeah. Like it seems like such a, um, if, if this were all a, a computer game, like such a cheat code, yeah. you know, like it's so interesting how that could take down a, a fully vibrant man or woman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. So, um, but yeah, so that, you know, seeing her and hearing her speak and everything has been very inspiring. Um, we've, we came back to school and, um, this week we began, uh, our map testing, which is supposed to help determine, you know, where our students are at and what standards, um, what standards they've achieved. And so we've done that the past two days. It's been a busy week. We also started our, uh, soccer and volleyball games. Um, yeah, so we're, we're in the full swing of things over here and it's just been, uh, pretty busy. I feel, I almost feel like kind of disconnected from my coworkers. I feel like we're all just like running around and doing our own thing. I don't know. It just feels, feels kind of odd. I don't, I don't know. Why now more so than other times? I, I think we've all put on more hats this year. Um, for instance, I think I've talked about it before, but like in the middle of last year, I took over the outreach program 
um, which was like an extra, one of our extra, not extracurricular. Uh, what am I thinking? Um, boards, affinity groups. No, class, just classes that you can do. Electives. Like electives. Yeah. Um, it's one of the electives that I teach, and and so I, you know, I've been making phone calls trying to. It, it's actually kind of crazy how many people I've called and they don't want or need help. Um, so I, I see the, I see this group four days a week. And so I'm just trying to like fill those blocks with things that we can do within a 45 minute time frame. Um, and so that's been a struggle, but that's, that's kind of just falling on me because everybody else, uh, we're offering more electives this year than we ever have before. We have more students this year than we ever have. We've ever had before. We have students, um, that, uh, need special attention uh, more than ever before. Like we went over IEPs today and uh, just like the, What's that, that? that's just, okay. So accommodations that they would need. So if you have a student who has like a super low, what is IEP? Um, let me get it. Let me look it up. So I don't butcher it. I'm just used to saying the uh, abbreviation for it. Individualized education program. So any student that needs accommodations because they, they haven't, reached you know the grade level that they're at we try to accommodate and still have their in order for them to still grow because if we just bog them down it like right now i probably have a student with like a fourth to fifth grade reading level and so if i'm just bogging him down with all of the 12th grade stuff that we're doing he's gonna drown and there's you know there's nothing that he can do but because I know this, I can form a plan for him and uh, adjust his lessons. And, you know, if we're doing vocabulary words, I can give him his own vocabulary list that might be, uh, you know, an easier list to do. And I'll make his matching instead of just knowing the definition um, and things like that. And so we have more of those cases this year than um, ever before. Whenever I was working in Maryland, we actually had a, uh, um, a special needs, uh, teacher and, and she took care of all that. She took care of all the testing and all of the meetings with the parents and everything. We don't have that at CTA. So, uh, we're like today in our staff meeting, we were just coming up with, you know, the things that we're doing for these kids. And then we're going to have a meeting with the parents and everything to let them know how, you know, how we're moving forward. And so it's, it's just been, um, there's just a lot more responsibility this year. It feels like, and, and that's so, fine. Like it's, it's my job, but it, it's just, uh, well, yeah, a couple things are going on there, right? Like yeah. you said, you've never had this many students. It seems like mm -hmm. CTA is really thriving. They are. And, and that's a good problem to have. Simultaneously you're on all of these boards and seats and mm -hmm. leadership, whatever. So you've probably never had more, leadership and involvement and awareness of like issues or um you know you used to just be one of the throngs of teachers <laughs> that got to participate and add to culture and you're like oh yeah mm -hmm. we're all plugged in things are going well but now that you're one of the people that has to create the culture and yeah. create the cohesiveness you're always going to feel like that's going to be subpar. Mm -hmm. Like this might be a feeling that you have for the rest of your career in some ways well, until you move into another level or whatever. It, well, and that's where I was going to go is that like, that's my dream is to kind of be the person that goes around the schools, making sure those changes and, 
yeah. are happening, right? Like that's the role that I envision myself having um, down the road. So it's lonely at the top for that. Like, yeah. you know, the, being in a startup situation, I've heard, I've heard gripes about, um, we don't have a culture like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, we're on the founding team. Like that's on us to create that culture. Like you always look to attribute it to a higher source, but if you're that higher source, mm-hmm. Well, I, I, th- I think we just, I think I briefly touched on like the standards based teaching that we're going to be doing, um, maybe a few episodes back, maybe at the beginning of the school year. Um, and that's what our teachers conference was about in, uh, during the summer, right before school started and come to find out, like I just found out today, I read an article, uh, the, the board that came up with standards based teaching, it was like a panel of 30 people and none of them had have, have ever been teachers. <laughs> it's just like it, I don't know, I, laughable. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, um, I don't want to go off on that tangent, but but yeah, it's it's just been a uh, very uh, a busy school year. Um, it, it also seems like maybe education is getting better. You know, education yeah. is getting more niched. It's getting more personalized. It's getting more competitive, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's a lot more emotional intelligence and um, like physiological and mental intelligence, like or mental awareness, mental health awareness that's incorporated into these personalized learning programs, it sounds like. And it's cool that you're able to kind of keep up the guise of like, hey, you're in 12th grade, like maybe you're doing 12th grade geometry or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. you know, you can't read, yeah. uh, you know, at the same level as your peers. So we're going to focus on that but not hold you back in other ways that would like totally stunt you. Right. Um, Cause like, I think that coupled with that is just, everybody's got something now. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to be old school about that, but it used to just be, you had the crazy kids and the normal kids yeah. and the majority of kids were normal. But I think that there wasn't as nice of a safety net. I feel like right. in this that- type of situation, no, no child will be left behind because you're really in tune with like these yeah it's not an a or b thing now there's a spectrum and it's like okay well this kid has add or adhd this um this yeah they they just have different um things that affect their learning so there's so many more diagnoses nowadays as well different uh you know there's like an autistic spectrum oh yeah Um, and so you know just just being able to handle those students and what they're capable of and still uh, doing your best to push them um, because you don't want to necessarily coddle them, but they just learn at a different way or a different rate than your typical student. And so, so it's just challenging for all, but that's okay. That's why we're here. Yeah. I mean, is a special needs teacher, um, something that you guys might incorporate into the staff you know it hasn't been talked about but it should be and if it i almost brought it up in today's meeting but then we shifted gears so i think i will bring it up on when uh next week on wednesday so back to good old faithful wednesday yeah man wow um, so okay so you've yeah. just kind of been grinding yeah a lot going on uh I'll, yeah, our house is going to be done in like a month. They just put in the, all of the flooring and they're, uh, they put in the countertops and everything. So that's going well. And uh, life, life just keeps 
whisking by. So, um, but I kind of want to know how you're doing and what you've been up to. Hold on. I'm Googling the American Airlines Center because I'm seeing them put the cones out in $30 parking. $30 parking is pretty rich. So, something's going on tonight. Got to be. Is there a concert or something? View events because. September one, Guns and Roses are oh, next there door. You go. Guns and Roses, get out there, mm-hmm. boomers, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Uber home. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Uber home to Frisco, Murphy, and Plano. You Collin County peeps. <laughs> oh man, they're probably all the ones that voted this abortion stuff. Probably, or that was unilateral. That was like Greg Abbott doing an executive order, right? Yeah, and then a state supreme court upheld it. Yeah, Greg Abbott. This dude just got like. Uh, some kind of shot that was tested, like on, on uh, on what? On fetuses, I believe. On fetuses. I think so. I think so I he's, took a screen he's grab benefiting of it. from medical research that can be done uh, via the service that he outlawed today. Yeah, that sounds a lot more intelligent than what I had just said. But yes, that's the gist of it. Well, I can't. I can't put into words how. Um, consequential this will be like i mean this is so i mean he just that was this is highly problematic for those that don't know today we'll go down in history there was i think 600 some odd new new legislative acts that were passed and new laws Mm -hmm. that were enacted or redacted and nowadays you can't get an abortion in texas past six weeks uh, right. The heartbeat bill, essentially, it essentially overturns Roe v. Wade, it seems like. Like mm-hmm. six weeks is pretty, pretty early. Typically, I mean, what medical research shows is that it's before most women even know that they're pregnant. Yeah. And it leaves very little time for decision making if you're in a situation that you wouldn't immediately think of keeping it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a big deal. And I feel like it's going to hurt in all different types of ways. I think that you're going to have situations like what we've seen across the the Bible belt, the Southern States where, you know, you have these um, just abhorrent stories of like, you know, a 10 or 15 year old having to carry a child to term because they were molested and yet they can't get an abortion. You know, it's just insane. It's totally insane. We're going to see that. I think we'll see a hit to our economy. Like we just got less competitive because you know, all these, uh, some of the, the people that are probably less woke, more chill that are migrating from New York, California right now, because we have a hot tech market. We've got a burgeoning comedy, comedy scene. We've got industry, oil and gas. We've got all of the headquarters in Dallas. Texas is the 10th largest economy in the world. I wonder if we slip because, you know, I mean, the, the best thing about Texas and it being purple was that you kept your money, no state income tax. But if you lived in a blue, you know, city center like Harris County, Dallas County, mm-hmm. you know, there was ready, readily available women's services and women's health services. And, um, you know, it wasn't backwoods. The, yeah, you, you got the. I feel like you got the best of the yeah. left and the right. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. very socially liberal gay bars everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, uh, women's health services readily available acceptance, you know. Yeah. Um, like where, where I live, it is just not uncommon to see people of any gender in same sex, uh, relationships, Mm -hmm. uh, with kids, you know, it's very, 
Texas is great, but this set us back in a major way because if I'm a young woman in New York evaluating that position in Plano, Texas right now that I'm looking at on LinkedIn, but I read that they just did this six week bill and I'm not even like, let's for the purposes of this analogy or this, you know, example, I'm not a promiscuous woman, you know, I'm not out there, whatever, but at the same time, I want to preserve my right to choice in that situation. Like as a guy, I could see that, you know, like, yo, I want to know the statistics on how many of these people that voted for this to pass also feel like their freedoms taken away whenever they have to wear a mask. Bro. I mean, (laughs) try, try wearing it inside you for nine months. Like this is, it's so ridiculous. And I just don't, I'm not comfortable with, you should be able to, you should be able to abort your pregnancy um, up until the last moment in my book. Again, I think that women should decide who lives, who lives and dies up yeah. until about the age of five. <laughs> you think I'm joking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's been shown. Uh, there's this book, I believe, that my dad read called Freakonomics and it might be that, or maybe one of the, in that franchise, but mm-hmm. there is an attributable decrease in crime a generation after Roe v. Wade was passed because I don't, as my understanding goes, essentially a lot of the unwanted pregnancies that would be in low income areas that would, you know, be born into a crime, crime riddled situation, mm-hmm. maybe weren't had, you know, it's like, more thoughtful, planned out pregnancies were occurring and coming to fruition. And as a result, the crime, you know, rate dropped in America. So I I don't know. It's just a big, I'm kind of like, well, is that it? Like, can we appeal this? Or like, I know people are marching. There's, you know, heavy protesting signs. Social media was everything today. Like Mark, Mark Norman tweeted out that more Americans are pulling out in Texas than in Afghanistan <laughs> at the moment. So I thought that was the sickest burn through all of this that was topical on multiple accounts. Yeah. yeah. Got <laughs> but, that one. Yeah. Got that one in. Yeah, but, got that one. Yeah. It's just, um, it, it's really, is this final? You know, what can we do? <laughs> We're going to have to elect Matthew McConaughey governor. I guess. Now they're saying Beto, of course, but. I was also reading that if he fails a third election, his career would likely be over in terms of running again because he'd just be a joke. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't see him winning anything, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a talent show or something? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, I think he used to skateboard as a hobby, but maybe something in that regard. But anyway. Where were we before all this? You were asking me about me. Yeah, bro. Let's see, let's hear about and what was I what was I saying? I don't know. What were you up to this weekend? Uh, this weekend I was in Vegas yeah, for Michael Denny's bachelor party. Shout out Michael Denny, we love you. Yo, that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I saw some uh, some Insta stories of Insta gold. Yeah, getting getting that cash. Man, I really uh, was the social media coordinator for this trip. At one point, I was like, boy, y'all are lucky that I'm here. Like, I was tagging Michael and everything because he just likes to 
I think when Shelly's around, she does that social media and then he gets to repost everything. And so I had to do that for this yeah. trip and none of the guys were really posting in real time too much. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, you know, when I travel, that's when my IG is you know, the most Popping. active, most yeah. lit. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fun, dude. So Thursday we went out there. Um, I was on the same flight as our buddy James. Mm -hmm. uh, we flew out there, got all situated met up with John, Austin, Andy at the Cosmopolitan where we were staying. Mm -hmm. We had to wait on the other guys to get there. Um, ended up awesome. We had like this bank of rooms that all had joined. And nice. so we would just like keep the door lock. Like we'd open all the rooms and mm -hmm. go in between all of them and just be horsing around and, you know, getting ready and having a great time checking in on people. That's great. And uh, so, yeah, Thursday we just kind of, I think, acclimated. We gambled. I was itching like I immediately got on the tables. Mm -hmm. Um so I, when what, I got what's there your game? Blackjack. Okay. I play blackjack. I didn't play a single slot or no. anything but blackjack. Oh, but wow. I probably logged Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I probably logged about 20 hours of gambling wow. at the blackjack tables. Like John and I probably gambled the most out of anybody. Mm -hmm. There were several people that probably didn't gamble a whole lot at all. Yeah. But we we gambled the whole time. <laughs> And I mean, when I was waiting for the room, I was gambling, you know, <laughs> right. I, I got out $400 um, the moment we got there <laughs> and never went to the ATM again, son. Hey, my man. What's up? That's great. What's up? That's great. So I forget what happened the first night. I think I was up a little bit and I ended up walking with about 451. Okay. That's what I had. And I think I kept that in chips for the mm -hmm. next day. And the next day, I went down, I had two or three different gambling sessions, um, but the next day, I went up a 1,000 that night. My man. So Friday was probably the most lit day of my life. Um, <laughs> we woke up and went to Starbucks in the Cosmopolitan, got ready. We all walked down to MGM, uh, the MGM Grand, mm -hmm. and we had... VIP bottle service cabana at Wet Republic Ultra Pool. Yeah. Which was the most lit pool party I've ever been to. Really? Oh, yeah. I was How like, so? this ruins us. I'll show you. I'll airplay my videos <laughs> okay. from the but pool. Do, but can you describe for the listener? So, like, what I just want to know what made it so great. Like, I'm assuming music's everywhere. Not only is music everywhere, like, they've got the Vegas infrastructure. Uh, it's set up like it would be like a rave club, but okay. it's outdoors on a roof, mm -hmm. um, you know, overlooking the strip and MGM Grand and all this. And they've got just all of these levels of cabanas, like levels of cabanas. So we had access to like these like long rectangular private pools that walked the length of the main pool in the yeah. stage. And just to put this in a frame of reference, we went to like a no-name DJ, like some sort of house DJ. Mm -hmm. The same stage, Tiesto was spinning for the next day. Oh snap! So it's like that. So kind it's like of, legit. It, yeah, it's like it's a it's a day club, yeah. and so there was probably I'm going to say 200 yards of interactive like digital billboard experience wow. choreographed with the music that didn't matter that there wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was totally discernible. Mm -hmm. And so they were making the beat drop and yeah. that was going and everything was choreographed, smoke, late. Mm -hmm. Like it was crazy from that showman perspective. Love that. Playlist was awesome. Yeah. We got hooked up. You know, we had like 
I mean, we were literally watching uh, PGA Tour golf mm -hmm. in our cabana as our beautiful waitress is like serving us <laughs> drinks and there's like a thousand people like yeah. spread out. Um, we talked to some of, I, I have a funny story. I don't know when to, when to give this. I, <laughs> I'll just keep talking about why it was awesome, I guess. But, you know, so we're having a great time and the pool kind of like intensifies throughout the day. And at one point, you just kind of had mind share with like all these people that you didn't know. And there was at one point where I feel like we'd been kind of building up to this crescendo yeah. and everybody in unison in this one song just decided like, it's time to splash. And yeah. like, it was just kind of that crazy interactive, like Vegas experience. And we just had a lot of fun. I, I told all the guys, I'm like, we're spoiled for every pool party. Yeah. Like this ruins every pool party moving forward. Right. Um, but just good vibes, not a cloud in the sky. Mm -hmm. You know, you you had to try out to be a security guard or a cocktail waitress here. I had a friend in Dallas that had told me, you have to go say hi to my friend Masha whenever you're at Wet Republic. Mm -hmm. Like, go take a picture with her. I want to see this. Like, I love this girl. You're going to yeah. love her. Go find her. And so she had reminded me day of, like, hey, go find this girl. And... Yeah. She'd sent me her Instagram. And so halfway through the pool party, I was like talking to my buddy, Andy, who was saying he should be a security guard there. Yeah. And he had talked to one of the guys that said, you know, the 30 people that, you know, get the job, like 30,000 mm -hmm. people try out for right. Wet Republic, which is crazy. That's insane. 30 people get the job. And they're like on this MGM, uh, MGM grand payroll, mm -hmm. you know, MGM corporate payroll. And they have off seasons and on seasons and like all these sexy guys and girls will like go from wet Republic when the season is over, they'll go ski in like Switzerland wow. in the off season. Like they'll do like these elaborate group trips and like right. travel as a pack. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds incredible. So I'm going around this pool at one point asking Searching. the cocktail girls. I'm like, have you seen Masha is Masha work in the day? And I'm like mm -hmm. showing the, I'm like trying to prove like, Oh, yeah. my friend knows her. And so finally I find Masha and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, and she was like, Hey, what's your name? I was like, I'm Carson. And we're introducing ourselves. And I said, you know, my friend. And I said, I said her name and she goes, say it again. So I pull up her Instagram. I'm like, you know, my friend, she was like, no, sweetheart. I don't know your friend. Ooh. And I was like, Oh, that's so weird. She, she asked for a picture of us and she was like, well, you should definitely get it. So I hand the <laughs> phone to Andy. He takes a couple photos of us. I'm like, so sorry to bug you. I can't believe she didn't know you. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I'm walking away kind of <laughs> sheepish and I'm telling Andy, I'm like, yeah, she didn't know that girl. <laughs> and he's like, go back to the Instagram. I go back to the Instagram. Masha has 400,000 followers. <laughs> okay. Oh, She's an Instagram influencer Legend. that works at Wet Republic yeah. and had an admirer <laughs> that I took a photo with. And so I'm like crap because yeah. i look like a beached whale in this foot like it, i had like my shirt on and it got my my tit wrong and like the shadow hit and she's just uh, of yeah. course she's four hundred thousand followers yeah, on fleek. drop that yeah. so i'm thinking to myself well how can i make this funny and how can i capitalize from this i'm like mm -hmm. how can i post this photo and get like a thousand new followers yeah but i just you didn't post it right no i didn't okay. I, was like, I didn't see anything <laughs> was, like that no i'll show you yeah. the photo because <laughs> okay I was just, I just thought it was so, it ended up being more of a funny yeah. joke in between the guys, like, right. you know, that she didn't even know her, yeah. but that's great. That, that was the caliber of folks. Like, you know, 
the the cocktail people are in you know string bikinis and heels essentially and the security guards all were like amazing looking men (laughs) like really good looking men (laughs) everybody there was we get it we get it buddy (laughs) it was just an elaborate time yeah that's that's great michael had a great time yeah michael michael had a great time awesome and we uh we all, I think they all went to Fremont that night. Okay. I couldn't tell who all went where, but mm-hmm. I know that John and I, John and I went out to gamble after dinner that night. And, um, that's when I went on my little tear. Yeah. I had gotten down my first 200, put another 200 in. So all $400 mm-hmm. that I'd taken out and I got up at one point, I think I hit $700 bets in a row and wow. At the point that I had eleven or twelve hundred dollar chips, in addition to all my twenty fives and fives, I just looked at John. I was like, "We need to get out of here." Yeah, smart. So I netted it, and I walked back to the hotel room with fifteen, fifteen large, fifteen okay. hundo. Um, well done, sir. And the next day, proceeded. I I lost seven hundred dollars Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> got did a couple more sessions. Um. We found a, a girl that we liked uh, that was dealing cards and got a little bit of it back. I was still down significantly, but then um, John and I went out and we went to our favorite dealer, Hong, and he's like, I was just hot on this table. I said, let's go right back. So we went, we won probably three or $500 in like 10 minutes. And I was like, let's go yep. cash out, color them up, you know, color me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so all in all, I left the tables up about eight fifty for the weekend. Nice. That's that's a good pull. Yeah. Well done, man. But it was so much fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I enjoyed the stuff that you did post. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I it's hard to not post everything there. Like I mm-hmm. didn't want to be annoying, but at the same time, the part that really made me giggle was when we were all like just having a great time. It's a beautiful day in Vegas, mm-hmm. drinking your hand. There's beautiful people all around DJ set rooftop. And, uh, I kind of just remembered, I said, guys, while we're posting to Instagram, it's everybody's Friday at 1 PM. <laughs> they hate us right now. <laughs> Thought that was funny. That was, but yeah, some good, some good antics out there. Love it. Happy y'all are safe and back and that we get to be here this evening. Yeah, man. I uh, looked at my flight Saturday morning. I was like, well, this isn't going to work. I fly out tomorrow at 1023 AM. This is not going to (laughs) work. And then I remembered how bad the selection of flights on every airline was out of McCarran that day. Like Mm -hmm. it was very difficult to find one ways that were uh, one ways nonstops that were, you know, not exorbitant or just at 6 AM or 7 PM. And so I ended up figuring out that Michael, the groom, and mm-hmm. uh, several of the other guys on the bachelor party were on that flight. So I didn't change it, but it was a challenge because I think we were, I didn't go to bed till about 6 a.m. Central. Wow. I guess it was 4 a.m. Vegas time on mm-hmm. Saturday. And so slept for about four hours, got to the airport, yeah. and made the flight back and then just kind of took it easy. You're a trooper. Yeah, I had to go back to work, you know? Yeah. It's like uh back to the grind. Well, work work is still like deploying spend against, you know, this strategy, and that mm-hmm. should mean that I'm coming back to more work, but it, there's also it's hard to rig an out of office 
when certain parts of you really can't be duplicated and you really should just be checking in at some point. Like I know that there were a lot of industries represented between the 10 guys on the trip, Mm -hmm. many of them employed with, you know, things that don't really, you know, Sergio took off school. Not everybody was able to walk away to that extent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even Michael, you know, there was, I know everybody brought their laptops and had them fired up, but it was just really fun to create some stronger relationships with a couple of the guys like, Livingston is one of Michael's oldest friends who's in OKC and I've met him several times had never really kicked it and we had a great time uh his buddy Patrick who's now out in Raleigh he used to be here and I'd been to several pool parties with him in Dallas but getting to uh just kick it with them kind of in a more organic way like when you're all sitting at a a table together that's really the best right you know yep I love that you start to get on a roll start to play the dealer as a table and you start winning together, yeah. dealer busts. You're Woo! a unit. Yeah. Nothing like it, baby. So yeah. I was just checking Robin Hood when I wasn't at the table. I was just <laughs> oh, mainlining, man. baby. Are we, moving, Woo! are we moving on to Robin Hood right now? Because Ethereum is killing it today, man. So is my Bitcoin. Oh, buddy. I am I'm a happy boy. Man, I'm telling you, I got back into the black on Robin yeah. Hood last week with Clove's resurgence mm-hmm. and diversifying a bit more with bitcoin so i'm hoping to get that clove ready to drop here in a minute (laughs) i am so sick of being in that but i'm also addicted um (laughs) right it's like i feel like something should be happening every day like money should be making moves you know i'm like (laughs) just looking at accounts like what's in venmo what's in Uh cash app you know we should start a business (laughs) (laughs) why aren't you worth more than you were yesterday seriously doesn't make sense what are y'all doing I think it's just like coming back from Vegas, you're just like, oh, man, that town will suck you dry. Just yeah. suck all the money out of your wallet. Yeah. I'm up 850. Do I have a dollar of it? Nope. Because <laughs> you go out to a nice dinner, you go out to the club, you uh, uh, buy a drink. Everything's $100 there. Yeah. You know, $1,000 there, that's 10 things, son. <laughs> Maybe. That's yeah. 10 ingestible things. That's an afternoon. It's one product you know right but we went out to strip steak all suited up Mm -hmm. in mandalay bay on saturday and that was awesome because i'd been at mandalay bay Mm -hmm. it was a little eerie and reminiscent of new year's eve when i was there but uh it was cool to get to I guess that I'd actually been to Vegas more than any other individual on the trip. Oh yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but I was uh kind of surprised by that. Really? Yeah. I feel like you're uh traveling connoisseur and you i don't know feel like you're a good person to take on i feel like you've been to enough places like you know where to go i i have traveled a a bit i mean i feel like it's all relative and there's people that i'm jealous of that have been to so many more countries than i have but compared to your common layperson yeah Yeah. top one percent you know very lucky very blessed Mm -hmm. um and this really kicks off the travel season because i've got so many things upcoming yeah like we got labor day upcoming mm-hmm. no solid set plans for that yet no you not yet okay. um i'm off thank goodness so me courtney, too courtney's off too but i go to uh in two weeks i'm going out to la yeah um crazy my my colleague jody is getting married in agora hills on a friday evening nice. and I was on a, a call with her the other day. She was like, are you coming to my wedding or not? And I said, Jody, Jodester, I call her Jodesters. Um, I'm like, let me check. And I, I did a quick Google. Uh, I'd already priced it prior, but I just happened to hit the lucky. I hit jackpot, dude, because yeah. 
I got a round trip flight for sixty four ninety nine wow. nonstop preferable time slot each way. And I was like, I I booked it right yeah. then. Done. I was like, I will be there. <laughs> so I'm gonna be flying out to LA and then I think I'm back for about a week mm-hmm. or five days, and then I fly to New York City. Okay. I'm going to be in New York City like Wednesday through Sunday with my family mm-hmm. doing a variety of things. Uh, I get back from that and a week later I fly to um, LA again for another wedding. Man. So yeah, uh, this will be our last episode for <laughs> <laughs> the foreseeable future. Well, no, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get you tots hooked up. Yeah. We got the content for you. Yeah. We got some content here. <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of content, do you listen to Kanye? No, I knew you were going to ask me that. Everybody's been asking me that. I've heard some people are like, man, it sucks. And then I've heard other people yeah. like, man, it's awesome. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, but we can't because. Check it out. You're not on a game, dude. Check it out, man. Check it out, you amateur hours. <laughs> Checking it out. Manolo here, you maniacs. Uh, go follow Manolo on Instagram if you're a golfer. We started the yeah. golf group on IG. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's got some fire. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? So I'll I'll take Kanye as a assignment before the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch all of Dave. Did you? Yes. Thoughts? Yeah, it's great. It but. definitely heated up. Uh-huh. I thought that... Uh, yeah, like I, I just wish it was longer, you know. Yeah, right. I get that. But yeah, I think that. So the Doja Cat episode really hurt because I love Doja Cat now, yeah. and yeah. it hurt to watch him just shoot himself right. in the foot. Was, I was yeah. like, oh it was, man! And then the way painful. they they never went back to it, like right. it was just over. Yeah. It was just like, oh but man! Isn't that how it is? Like, yeah, even like on just like a normal people level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um. So for those that don't know, this episode is uh, Dave and Doja Cat. Um, they were supposed to, were they supposed to shoot a music video together? No, they or met they on were just, like Ray or something. Oh, okay, so it was like a celebrity dating app. Uh, Raya, 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 something like that. Yeah. And um they had like hit it off and you know, the conversation seems to be going well. And then, um, she has to do like a modeling shoot and has to either push back the time or pick another day. And, um, he feels like he's just getting rejected and he keeps texting like, that's not cool that, you know, you're, that you're texting back so late. No, she, she just didn't text back when he was asking for triple confirmation. He he kept like multi multi texting. And then she was, she was having a, the day from hell, yeah. producers, photographers all in her ear, mm. and she's like trying to blow things off to see him same day. Yeah. And then she's getting ready when yeah. all of these like quadruple comps are like, flooding. You sure, in. you're gonna be there? Is that yeah. still cool? Yeah. Like, just kind of being like insecure nervy and yeah, insecure, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it was like he just told her off and was like, yeah. you know what? Like, this isn't gonna work like this, mm-hmm. you know here I am putting myself out there. Like it was yeah. just totally, uh, yeah, a terrible moment. And she just, <laughs> she was like, LOL. Yeah. And, and that was it. Yeah. What a great episode. I thought the funny part that was actually really in the moment. Sorry. I feel like I'm getting a scratch in my throat today. Drink that water, but I feel like I'm, I hope I'm not getting anything. again. Drink that smart water. 
man. I they, they stay drinking dumb water. You got that smart water though. <laughs> All my haters on that dumb water. <laughs> Make them go stupid. <laughs> uh, Yo, this smart water stupid. <laughs> Yo, this smart water need an IEP, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that. Uh, yeah. um, we need to have t-shirts, bro. What I thought was interesting about that episode was kind of the modern dating scene where, you know, Doja Cat is coming out of a relationship or something, and Lil Dicky has a date lined up with another girl that night, and yeah. so he blows her off for Doja Cat, and meanwhile, the girl that he was trying to see is blowing off another guy. It's like yeah. everything is contingent on There's everything levels. else. And I totally feel a, a kinship with that identification. Like I, he, he encapsulate, encap, encapsulates certain aspects of millennial lifestyle yeah. in such a raw way, like kind of like a Bo Burnham where it's like, Oh man, that's like anybody that's in an apartment that's 25 to 35 feels that right now, yep. you know? And well, it, that, that was me for two years in Maryland. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, just like setting plans up with Anna and yeah. then Melissa came through right. and you were like, oh, sorry, Anna. Yeah. And then you miss out on both somehow. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's a, that's what I would call success. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, they're both talking to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not going out with either, but I could have had <laughs> both. They both were going to be at Hudson House at seven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the potential man. that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was a great episode. Um, yeah, he had several. The, the XXL. What is the rap? Uh huh. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The cipher. When he uh, <laughs> got the beat ahead of time and yeah. then freaked out, uh -huh. I thought that was that was a uh, really. They had panda or designer designer, designer panda yeah. designer. Yeah. Um, because that's that is based off of the real life cipher that he was yeah. in and. And he was, and designer was also in that, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I need to go watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then incorporating Gaeta after some of the introspective learnings yeah. and stuff at the end was. Oh my goodness, that crescendo. I was, I was shedding like a tear for what I thought was happening, and then I shed another tear for what ended up happening, and it was, it was a great moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. You like that ending? Yeah, like, yeah. but it, again, I guess it's like a good ending in that, or it's a good show in that it kept me wanting more. Want I'm more. like, man, mm -hmm. they they just now like had this realization and a moment clicked, yeah. you know, like, oh man, we didn't even talk about the fake Rick Rubin episode. Okay, so yo, man, when I when I thought that he had gotten Rick Rubin on there, I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, right. like, but that was a wild, yeah. When he got into the pod and saw himself with like no eyebrows and everything, yeah, yeah, that was that was great, great so writing. Did he do shrooms or psilocybin in real life? Is there in something? real life? I'm sure he has. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of like positive benefits that they've linked from like psilocybin and guided tours, and mm -hmm. I've yet to uh, to try any of it, but I definitely. I definitely aspire to mm -hmm. in a very specific setting. There you go. I respect it. Uh, at some point with the right people, yeah. you know, yeah, everything's got to be right for that. Cause, Cause I feel like you're going to see some stuff that I don't know. Yeah. 
yeah location Keep location location and like people i feel yeah i've just heard stories i know that's not on my bucket list but um I've well heard stories i i think it's like for for a personality type like mine, I think it would be positive in mm-hmm. that. I've heard that it very much removes yourself from your ego. You're stripped of it, and you confront death. You confront life. You confront everything head on. You see everything, and you come back with a greater understanding of what's occurring. A greater, you're more at peace with death, and you have a greater sense of urgency for the time left remaining on Earth. I ran my life expectancy based on everything the other day. Mm-hmm. 75% chance of making it to 75. Yeah. Uh, in the early episodes, when did you say you wanted to clock out? I don't know if I said I <laughs> wanted to clock out at a certain time. Nah, we both had a conversation of like where we just like what age we wanted to hit and like just call it. I mean, I think uh, 85, sure. Yeah. 85 would be great. Yeah, I'm cool with that. 85 it'd be great if unless like if all my friends i just want to be like the third one of my friends to die you know what i mean Uh, at the time yeah if everybody's like you know gone yeah i don't know i don't i don't want to be the first to arrive to the party but like i don't want to be the last one around yeah I feel you, but I I don't like to stay at the party too long either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but... that that's the part of me where I'm like, I want to live to be 85. Also, you asked me at what age I wanted to die. That would be five years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow but, both are true yeah, for me. <laughs> this is a layered question. <laughs> yeah. There's nuance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We just better keep podcasting because Guns N' Roses are packing them in right now. Oh, They're on boy. the roof. Shoot. They out here. I was trying to decide what I was going to have for dinner tonight, and Guns N' Roses <laughs> is going to decide for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to decide strategically. Yeah, buddy. Boy, $30 to park in this parking lot. Mavs playoffs weren't $30. Really? Really? This must be the makeup show. You know what I mean? Like all these big bands, like I think my parents Mm -hmm. were supposed to go see the Eagles. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they got to make that up the other day or what that was, but I know that a lot of those big, big shows. Dude, I have a student. She's like, yeah, I'm going to Hall & Oates with my parents. I was like, I'd love to see Hall & Oates. I'm kind of jealous about that. (laughs) You're just inviting yourself? (laughs) No, I'm not. Like, I'm just saying in general, I would love to see them. You're a rich girl. Anyway. Yeah, they are. They're coming out. All right, so you like Dave? Dave was cool. Uh, Love that episode where he kind of dealt with his ego and everything. Um, what else? What else we got? Drake dropping this Friday. Okay, now you're talking. Oh yeah, Certi- now you're talking. Certified lover boy. Did you see the uh, album art? You know I didn't. It's. Uh, let me see this. Let me see if I can pull it up for you. It's just uh, Drake with, um, well, Drake is actually not on the album art. And this is supposedly the real one. And it's just a bunch of women emojis. Women emojis. Who are nine months pregnant. What? (laughs) The emojis are pregnant? Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it actually is. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh that's whoa 
<laughs> yeah. And so uh, this album is supposedly nine months late. And and I, there's I don't know if they're making up reasons for it, but some people are saying that's the idea behind it. Also, he's calling himself certified lover boy. So, like, you know, alluding to. Uh, yeah, just hope they don't all live in Texas. <laughs> These women are definitely past six weeks. <laughs> These emojis. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I think he's totally capitalizing on this whole Pusha T outing of his son Adonis. And you know that he's out there getting it. You know, yeah. who's not sleeping with Drake? Probably. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody talking about this the other day about fixers for celebrities in the NBA. I think it was in the um, uh, uh, pal- Malice yeah, of the Palace. They were talking about um, Drake. Like, how does he mm-hmm. not have mad litigation, yeah. mad baby mamas? Like, we haven't heard anything negative about Drake with any credibility as I mean, to assault. Yeah. Uh, there were some several years back, but I'm, I guess he had. Proof, what, did, what did those entail? Uh, allegations that um, some chick was pregnant with his son. Uh, <laughs> some chick. <laughs> it was some chick. Like, that, I mean, that's yeah. how it was. And then he had proof that he wasn't there, I guess, or, or money. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he had an NDA. But, yeah. Or a different location. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, oh, and I, I did end up watching Malice at the Palace. I enjoyed it, but I just, I did feel like it was a lot more serious than I anticipated. Well, it was a serious event. I, I, know, I, I remember my it, stomach was turning when I saw that the first time. I agree. I don't know. I, I just thought it was going to be like more, well, yeah, this was like a crazy period in time. More, But it was, it took, it was a lot more serious than, uh. Well, that's the truth. Like that was know, a more defining it. life moment for several yeah. of those guys than you wanted it to be. And then Ron Artest just gets to go win a ring and like I'm meta world, world peace. peace. I'm on yeah. ridiculousness. I'm on cooking shows, whatever. Right. He's like almost crossover. Like he got so yeah. famous. That's true. Because he was just so wild. Yeah. Yeah. It, Jermaine O'Neal, I feel like, took the mm-hmm. brunt of all that. 100%. You know, Stephen Jackson, like. Didn't he look like George Floyd? He did. You were right. Man, I yeah, thought that was George that. on that dock. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Um, it's crazy how small things are in some way. Like, mm-hmm. just six degrees of separation from everything. Honestly. All right, buddy. We've done an hour. Yeah? Yeah. Let's GTFO. Let's, let's get out of this podcast like it's Afghanistan. Ooh. All right. And by that, and I mean out. abruptly and leave all all the podcasting equipment to the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess we, are we, we can talk. S- no, I, I, we're good. Cluster. <laughs> I mean, what do we say about it? You know, they got a lot of stuff over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hope, hope it's just more interesting. Don't to, use it. It's interesting to see like the, how they spin it, you know, cause yeah. the Republicans, like they literally had Josh Hawley in like April or something saying, mm-hmm. Oh yes, we we've always inevitably wanted the troops to come out of Afghanistan. I support this, and then like he's calling for Joe Biden's resignation yeah. now. So I think it's like they're saying now that the Trump plan that we talked about in the last podcast had contingencies that were not met, so the deal should not have been mm-hmm. executed by the Biden administration. That's yep. like their loophole, which is true, convenient. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm smelling BS on the Republican side on a lot of this. 
I think Biden ripped off the Band-Aid and, uh, you know, it's not pretty. It looks the, the fact that so many Americans were left over before, you know, after the military yeah. uh, evacuated is sus. You know, why weren't we evacuating those people and putting like moratoriums on travel there and like yeah. all this stuff? If we thought, you know, I think that the analysts were saying uh, 30 to 60 days for Taliban takeover, like mm -hmm. that was the intelligence that they were getting. So either way, best case scenario, the administration thought, okay, well, Americans are going to die. Mm -hmm. This is going to happen shortly after we leave. Yeah. We didn't, hadn't even left yet. Right. Yeah. I. And they're flying um, dead bodies from like our aircraft. Yeah. Like they're taunting this young generation. Man, I was hearing some crazy stats like in Afghanistan, 70% of the population is 25 or under. Mm -hmm. So most of them do not remember the Taliban regime of 96 to 2001 right. with any vivid memory. Can yeah. you believe that? That's, I mean, that's insane. So, I'd, yeah, I don't know, man. It, just these repressive uh, ideologies and like we're seeing it from Afghanistan to Texas, yeah. you know, in some ways, Texas got on par with Afghanistan with the abortion ban today. I'll just say it, you know. Yeah. Yes, Afghanistan is way worse. You'd much rather be in Texas. But, you know, I just mm -hmm. don't support what occurred today. Yep, and likewise. And I want to understand how we can take action uh, against that yeah. directly. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find some stuff and uh, send it your way, and you can do the same. Because I'd be more curious to know if this is like a set in stone type of thing. Um, I haven't been able to read much into it, but I'm going to do that before the next pod. What what Greg Abbott did for Democrats in a state that some people think is already purple or going blue mm -hmm. is he guaranteed a single issue election item for the governor and state, you know, Senate race and all of that, because all you have to have is a Beto, a Matthew McConaughey or one of these famous Democrats come out on the other side and say, I am a single issue i'm a two issue person i want you to make your money and keep your money i want you to be able to smoke weed if you want to recreationally i think that would be a single issue that would that would pass as well but that that's another thing we got more lax weed laws today so it's like it's a double-edged sword we went way regressive on women's rights and then you know on you know we accelerated like there's more uh, conditions that you can have and smoke medicinal marijuana in mm. Texas now. But if one of those guys came out and just said, I'm a single issue, I'll push this to the docket that we will have, you know, uh, more access to women's services in Texas and we will abolish this heartbeat bill yeah. or whatever it is. Um, that alone, you know, they'd win in a landslide. Right. Yep. I would no think I would, as long as the city centers came out, the city populations and most of the suburbs, but like it would really only be any women that I see celebrating that today. I'm kind of like, that's so sus, right? you know, like, who are you? Like, why are you co towing this like uh party line or something? You know, like yeah, it's weird. And how are most Republicans behind this? How is this right. not deco? How is you know, fiscal Republican, not decoupled from social Republican at this point. Like, how have we not gotten that? Yeah. We have to go 
Elizabeth Warren, AOC on this side, or, you know, heartbeat bill on this side. It's just, it's bull. Yeah. Yeah. We need a capitalist that believes in, you know, equality and women's rights and, you know, just all the main stuff that like 85% of us agree (laughs) upon. You know, and the few of you that are in the hills not listening to this podcast, you know, continue being there. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry about bathrooms and what's going on and who's marrying who. Just stay yeah. there, you know, like yeah, we won't bother you. You don't bother us. Like, right. let's get this show back on the road. But this yeah. is going to cripple us. Stay in your bubble. There's going to be and the news media is going to exploit this. And Texas, I just I can already see it. I'm in New York next month. I'm sitting in a comedy club. Hey man, where are you from? Texas. Texas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you guys like to you got like <laughs> like to keep your women in line, right? Like yeah. it, we're going to be a butt of a joke. Like it's going to pervade culture. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on SNL. It's going to hurt people transplanting here for positions of work. It, it's a bad economic decision. It's a bad economic decision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you're trying to persuade Republicans there there you go. So that's what I have to say this week. I love it. And I definitely could not have said it better. So I think we should leave it at that. And I appreciate your candor. Well, thank you, buddy. Thanks for hooking up. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get another one of these out here in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, Tots did it again. Number 81 in the books. Here we are. We'll catch you up next time. Later.